Play With The King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to teach children about the Sabbath and to lead them through a study of the Bible. Remember to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on, kids. Join us now and each week for A Day With The King. Hello, I'm Auntie Nat. It's great you could all join us to meet with the King. Come and join our worship time together. Hello, Auntie Cecily. Hello, Auntie Nat. Thanks for joining us. And hello, children. It's great to see you here too. It's great to be able to meet and worship the King. Auntie Cecily, would you please say a prayer for us to open our worship time? Yes. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you that we can come and worship you again on another Sabbath. And we pray that you would bless our hearts and minds for Jesus' sake. Amen. Amen. Do you know this is a great time to reflect on our week and count the blessings that God has sent us. Liam, you have a blessing for us today. My family, they were in a really tough time mm -hmm. and we just prayed to God and he helped us out of it. That's great, Liam. Thanks for sharing that blessing with us. Auntie Cecily, you have a blessing to share with us about the Sabbath. Yes. You know, after Jesus died on the cross, his disciples continued to keep the Sabbath as a witness to us of the importance of this special day of rest. Sabbath observance was still a big part of the disciples' lives. The fact that it is mentioned numerous times through the book of Acts shows us that God wanted us not to forget it. Do you know that we are also Christ's disciples? Mm. God wants us to keep the Sabbath like they did. The disciples had a special close relationship with Jesus. They spent three and a half years with him. Now we don't have Jesus in the flesh with us, but we have the Bible to show us how to live. Jesus promises us in John 20, 29, that those of us who haven't seen Jesus in the flesh, but believe in him just the same, will be blessed. Let's claim that promise and believe in the Bible and the witness that Jesus and the disciples left for us in keeping the Sabbath. Amen. Thanks, Auntie Cecily. Do you know another way we can worship God is through song? And we have Pastor Rick here to help us. Thanks, Pastor Rick. Hi, boys and girls. Let's sing, I have decided to follow Jesus. 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 No turning back, no turning back. The world behind me, the cross before me. The world behind me, the cross before me. The world behind me, the cross before me. No turning back, no turning back. Pastor Rick, could we please sing I Have the Joy? I have the joy, let's do it. I have the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart, down in my heart. I have the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart to stay. 
can we please sing Seeky first? Yes, let's do it. It's a lovely song. You ready? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Alleluia. Pastor Rick, it's great to praise God in song. Kate, we had a blessing at Sunnyside this week. Will we share that with the children at home? Yes. Okay, let's go have a look at that. Hello, boys and girls. My name is Dr. John Hammond. Welcome to the Australian home of Mrs. Ellen White. Come with me. I've got some stories to tell you. Thank you for coming back to listen to the stories about Alan. And Alan was one of the greatest writers the world has ever seen. She was probably, I'm going to use a big word, the most prolific. In other words, she wrote more than any other woman ever wrote. Her pile of books, they were one on top of the other, and all her articles written in many languages would reach up far higher than the very top of this house. Today, if I want to write a book, well, this is my little invention. I wish it was, but this is mine. I turn this on and I can sit in an aeroplane or a train and I can type and it talks to my iPhone. It doesn't even have to touch. I just type and it comes on the screen. It is so easy. Well, before they invented computers, we used biros. And biros are great because you just go twist and out comes the ink and you can write thousands of words without running out. Well, before that, we had the typewriters. This typewriter is nearly 120 years old and you talk one letter at a time. And if you did two at a time, they would get jammed. And that wasn't much good, and they cost a lot of money. No computer, and you just had to slowly type away. Well, Ellen, when she wrote, she didn't have a typewriter. She had secretaries, but she would take some ink, and this inkwell belonged to my grandmother. And this is what Ellen used, just a simple pen. And they were blotchy, they were scratchy, and I'm going to start to write. So I will write, hello, my name is Doctor, but you know, as you wrote, the ink would be used up and it would have to be put back in and you'd put your arm on it and there'd be a smudge. You could 
try and mop it up. If the rain came on it, it was smudge. And that, even a hundred years ago, was all that you had to write with. And you know, she wrote all those books. And as she wrote, she would send the copy and her secretary would get paper in the typewriter. And little Roy Thompson, that we spoke about in our last story, he learned after his leg got better how to use one of these machines. And he used to type for her because Alan wasn't a very good speller. And she would rely on her secretaries. And while she was here, she wrote a book that was very, very important. And people have said that this book called The Desire of Ages, aside from the Bible, is probably the greatest book ever written in the English language. And she wrote it while she was living here in Sunnyside. In fact, if you go outside, you'll see a little sign, a little plaque, and it says under this tree, the tree is gone, it was an old pine tree, is where she sat down and she wrote this book. And Satan didn't like her writing the book because it is all about the life of Jesus. Another book she wrote while she was here at Sunnyside was this book. How would you like to buy this book secondhand? It is very tatty. And I'll tell you why it's tatty. It's a book called Christ's Object Lessons. And in 1913, a man knocked at my grandmother's door in New Zealand. And he said, I've got a book here written by a lady called Ellen. And my grandmother bought this. And because of that, she learned to love Jesus and she joined our church. And my grandfather became a minister. My father was a missionary. And I worked for the church for all these years because of the wonderful work and the wonderful writing of Ellen, inspired by angels to write for God the story of Jesus Christ. And the world is so thankful for what Ellen did and what Ellen wrote, all with a fountain pen. That's a great story. Hi boys and girls, happy Sabbath. I hope you have your Bibles ready. It would be good if you could follow along with us. Auntie Cecily, would you like to say a prayer for us, please? Dear Father, thank you for our Bibles. May the children's hearts be warmed to you and please give us understanding as we read your word. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Now, Sarah, what happened last week? What, who did we study about? Jacob. Jacob. And something happened to Jacob. Who deceived him? Laban. Laban. And what happened? He ends up with two wives instead of one. He does, doesn't he? And there became a lot of jealousy and strife because there were two wives and as well as the maids, maids as well. They had lots of children and all that jealousy and strife affected the 12 personalities of Jacob's sons. And we're going to read about one son in particular, and his name was Joseph. Okay, Liam, you've got our first reading. And that tells us who they were. Genesis 35, 23 to 26. Now the sons of Jacob were 12. The sons of Leah were Reuben, Jacob's firstborn, and Simeon, Levi, Judah, Isaac, and Zebulun. The sons of Rachel were Joseph and Benjamin, 
The sons of Bilhah, Rachel's maidservant, were Dan and Naphtali. The sons of Zilpah, Leah's maidservant, were Gad and Asher. These were the sons of Jacob who were born to him in Padamaram. Wow, so that's 12, son, 12 sons. That's a lot of children. Let's go over their names again. Let's have a look in the Bible. So who was the firstborn? Reuben. Reuben. And then there was Simeon, Simeon and Levi, Judah, Ishikar, Zebulun, and then Joseph and, and Benjamin, and then Dan and Naphtali, and then Gad and Asher. That's a lot of boys, isn't it? Okay, so today we're going to study about Joseph. Now, who was Joseph's mother? Rachel. 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 And was Rachel Jacob's favourite wife? Yes. Yes, unfortunately, Jacob favoured Joseph because he favoured Rachel, and that caused a lot of problem in the family. Ella, can you please read Genesis 37, 3 to 4? Now Israel loved Joseph more than all of his children because he was the son of his old age. Also he made him a tunic of many colours. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peacefully with him. Mm. So Jacob made a very special coat for Joseph and it was a coat of many colours. It was a type of coat that people of distinction wore. Do you think his brothers were mad about that? Yes. yes. They were very mad because they saw that his fa their father was favouring Joseph and they were a bit worried that perhaps Joseph, who was one of the youngest, was going to take the birthright instead of one of the oldest. But Joseph was different to the other boys. Okay, Ella, you're going to read our Torchlight now from Mrs White's writings to see what she has to say about that. There was one, however, of a widely different character, the elder son of Rachel, Joseph, whose rare personality beauty seemed to reflect an inward beauty of mind and heart, pure, active and joyous. The lad gave evidence also, the moral earnest and firmness. He listened to his father's instructions and loved to obey God. Wow, so what's that saying? That Joseph loved to obey God. But Joseph obeying God, do you think that made his brothers even madder? Yes. It did. It made them very cross. Okay, now Elijah, you have our next reading for us. Genesis 37, 5 to 8. Now Joseph had a dream and he told it to his brothers and they hated him even more. So he said to them, please hear this dream which I have dreamed. There, were, there we were, binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And indeed, your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheaf. And his brothers said to him, Shall you indeed reign over us, or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Mm, those brothers were very cross with him. Okay, Auntie Cecily, can you read Genesis 37, 9 to 11, please? Then he dreamed still another dream and told it to his brothers and said, Look, I have dreamed another dream. And this time the sun, the moon and the eleven stars bowed down to me. So he told it to his father and his brothers. And his father rebuked him and said to him, 
What is this dream you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? And his brothers envied him, but his father kept the matter in mind. Mm. So look, I have a picture here of Joseph having a sleep. And you can see there's a picture of the two dreams. So we have the dream of the stars and the moon bowing down before him and the sheaves of wheat bowing down before him. And they're the dreams that he had. Do you know what? Even his father in the end rebuked him, but the Bible said he kept the matter in his mind. I think he must have been thinking, perhaps God's revealing something special to my son. Do you think God was revealing something special to mm -hmm. Joseph? Yeah. yeah, he was. So one day, Joseph's brothers go off with their father's sheep to find pasture. And Jacob asked Joseph to do something. Kate, can you please read for us in Genesis 37, 14 to 20, please? Then he said to him, Please go and see if it is well with your brothers and well with the flocks and bring back word to me. So he sent him out of the valley of Hebron and he went to Shechem. Now a certain man found him and there he was wandering in the field. And the man asked him, saying, what are you seeking? So he said, I am seeking my brothers. Please tell me where they are feeding their flocks. And the man said, They have departed from here, for I, for I heard them say, Let us go to Dothan. So Joseph went after his brothers, brothers and found them in Dothan. Now when they saw him afar off, even before he came near them, they conspired against him to kill him. Then they said to one another, Look, this dreamer is coming. Come therefore, let us now kill him and cast him into some pit, and we shall say, Some wild beast has devoured him. We shall see what become of his dreams. Mm. So the brothers weren't happy, were they? No. They were so angry they wanted to kill him. Where else have we read in the Bible about a brother killing a brother? Cain and Abel. That's right. And Cain killed Abel because he was cross at Abel for being obedient. And is the same thing happening here? Yes. Yeah. The brothers realised that God was bestowing a special prophetic inspiration on Joseph, but they didn't want to know about it. They did not want to repent and leave their evil ways. And every time they looked at Joseph, they were just so cross because they didn't want to change. But do you know what? God caused Reuben to intervene and he talked his brothers into not killing Joseph. Let's see what happened. Nick, can you please read Genesis 37, uh, verse 23? So it came to pass when Joseph had come to his brothers that they stripped Joseph of his tunic, the tunic of many colours that was on him. Mm. So they didn't kill him. They threw him into a pit. I wonder what happens next. Sarah, can you please read Genesis 37, 26 to 28? So Judah said to his brothers, What profit is there if we kill our brother and conceal his blood? Come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites, and let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother and our flesh. And his brothers listened. Then Midian tra traders passed by, so the brothers pulled Joseph up and lifted him out of the pit and sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 shekels of silver and they took Joseph to Egypt. They did a terrible thing. Imagine selling your brother or sister as a slave. 
Goodness me. But God intervened. They didn't kill him. They sold him. Okay, Auntie Cecily, can you please read our next verse for us, please? Genesis 37, 31 to 35. So they took Joseph's tunic, killed a kid of the goats and dipped the tunic in the blood. Then they sent the tunic of many colours and they brought it to their father and said, We have found this. Do you know whether it is your son's tunic or not? And he recognised it and said, It is my son's tunic. A wild beast has devoured him. Without doubt, Joseph is torn to pieces. Then Jacob tore his clothes, put sackcloth on his waist and mourned for his sons many days. And all his sons and all his daughters arose to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. And he said, For I shall go down into the grave to my son in mourning. Thus his father wept for him. Mm, so the brothers lied to their father. But do you know what? Joseph was still alive and that was God's doing. He protected him. And even though he was sold as a slave, which was terrible, he was still alive and God's had something very special. Now quickly, let's read Psalm 18.2, our memory verse before we finish. Okay. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. What an amazing promise that God has provided for us. Thank you, boys and girls, for joining us today in reading the Bible. It was wonderful to have you along with us. If you ask God, he will strengthen you in the time of need. He will deliver you. In our story today, things appeared disastrous, but God can bring something good out of bad. That is what we are going to study about next Sabbath. God delivered Joseph out of the hands of his brothers. God had a plan for his life and God has a plan for your life as well. When we study our Bibles, God can reveal his will for our lives. Mm. Sabbath's a great time to spend reading our Bibles, but God also wants us to read our Bibles every day. Auntie Nat, can you tell us about the devotional that relates to our study today? Sure, Auntie Cecily. We have a seven day devotional study available on Joseph, the subject we study together today. This devotional expands on what we have learnt. You can download it and print it free from our website, which is on the screen at the moment. This will help you to read your Bible every day and to spend time getting to know God. Aunty Cecily, will we do our memory verse? Yes. You ready to read it through all together, children? Yeah. Okay. Psalm 18.2 The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Honey Nat, you ready to sing our blessing song to the children? Let's do that.
Sabbath, I like going on nature walks and spending time with my friends. On Sabbath, I like going to Sabbath school, then after church, coming home and having a nice lunch. On the Sabbath, I like reading my Bible and I like listening to the sermon and looking up the verses from the sermon. And I also like going to church because it's fun to learn about God. You have been listening to a production of 3AB in Australia Television. God bless you kids. Remember to join us next week.